Hey, Pride fam. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring extra special guest filmmaker Michael J. Saul. So grab yourself a holiday treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. It's Pride, bitch. Hi guys! Hi, welcome Hello. back. Welcome back. That was Santa. Can't you hear me? By Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande. Ali, Ariana Venti, actually, I hear because you know she is going to be on the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race, kicking that season off, season fifteen, which I cannot wait to talk about. Yeah, we'll excited. get to that in just a minute. Yes, we will. Um, I was going to be Glenda, the new bitch. I mean, which Glenda, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, hi, guys. Welcome back. Shout out to our friends over at Rehab Entertainment for bringing us back for a brand new episode. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And just like the Christmas lights, we lit. So this is our... <laughs> yes. <laughs> happy I'm... holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Well, oh, we actually are remote at the moment. We so are just- all remote, uh, but we are still we still have the same energy, and we hope y'all are enjoying us bringing it to you. So, guys, she bring it to you every ball. I yeah, I snatched before. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, wait. How is everybody? How's everybody doing? Let's start with the one who's the furthest away. Ashley, how you doing? Um, you know, I'm hanging in there. Um, here in Texas, playing nurse. Um, you have a sexy outfit or not? Huh? You have a sexy nurse outfit or not? Nah? Um, for my mother? No, I do not. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I mean, your mom. I, I mean, listen. I feel like when your mom has taken care of you, she's always looked sexy. So you should return the favor. Don't look like a bum. Your mom's always oh, been. Your mom's always been bum. beautiful. All I have brought was lounge clothes and then a dress for New Year's Eve. <laughs> so, <laughs> turn up clothes. What are you wearing? Oh, you know what? Never mind. Like, what am I wearing? For now? New Year's, yeah. Which dress is it? The ones that you bought? It's it's the blue dress. Mm, okay, it's a whole dress. Oh, the gown. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the blue, all the cutouts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So boobies are gonna be out. Hopefully, somebody slips some in those. Are cutouts. y'all going to Fourth or Sixth Street? Well, I was gonna ask, what are we doing for New Year's? Because I haven't even thought about it in terms of packing. Let me know. Yeah, so I think that we need to do some couple of things. I actually have reached out um, to DJ Dallas Downs. Adam and Brayden will remember him. He is a premier DJ at Rain on Fourth Street. And I reached out and I was like, "What are y'all doing?" And he was saying like, "Oh, we're getting some stuff together." So. I'm going to be checking in with him. And, you know, the plan is I want to go to 4th Street. Haven't been there in a while. We used to run that. Go there, check that out, um, and then go to our friend's house in Austin um, and have a bit of a soiree. Um, and I, I'm ex- What are you wearing? Um, said right. I'm I mean, well, I think Ashley's going to be looking great. So I think that I'm probably, I'm definitely. You bringing, should wear a jacket. I'm, I'm wearing a blazer for sure. 
I'm bringing but like glitter blazer. One hundred percent. I'm wearing my uh, gold sparkle, the one Adam and I wore. To, well, Adam didn't wear it with me, but I wore it to the <laughs> Christmas tree um, thing. That we went mm, to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna wear my gold blazer. Oh, speaking of the holidays, so um, as you know, I have like a big fucking family, and it's just like buying everyone a gift is just like oh yes, O D. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna do it because it's just like O D. A lot. So it is a lot because it's like my nieces and nephews and then their kids. And then anyway, so what I'm going to do is is get there and I'm going to cater dinner one night and be like, Merry Krumma. Yeah, it's so cool. We were talking the other night and he came up. It's so right. Great. Yeah. Like I was thinking of doing like an Olive Garden moment just because like they're obsessed or okay. it pay for all of the dinner. Yeah. So I would like buy the dinner. I don't know. You are so rich. No, 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 no. It's gonna, Adam is so rich. It's definitely gonna be like <sighs> you'll be scratching, but it's it's such a hey. good idea. And they do the whole make your own pasta thing. Like it's really cool. Yeah. What'd you say, Ashley? I said you're a high end gay. <laughs> you're high end gay. These are some high end gays. <laughs> Fucking Tanya, baby. So I want to speak about that, about Jennifer Coolidge for a moment before we get into hot topics. So she did an interview uh, recently uh, with Ariana Grande where it was, because we brought up Ariana in the beginning, where she, it was like, she was like the big influencer of the year and they talked about it. Uh, I think it was Entertainment Weekly did it. And Jennifer really is just so appreciative because she spoke about in an interview that she felt like her career, she said, my career had flatlined. She said, and it wasn't until... Ariana, you went and you brought me into the thank you next video. Oh, yeah. She said, and then it wasn't until you started doing the impressions of me that I felt like my career got like a resurgence. And Ariana was like, girl, you're tripping. That ain't true. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't think you. Re-. She said, like, my agent, I couldn't book a thing. She said, and when you did that, you you made people remember. She said, so much so. I mean, honestly, they're considering doing an, another American Pie movie just because of Jennifer Coolidge. Like, hmm. well, to add on that, though, Mike White was a huge fan of. Uh, yeah 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 he was and he wrote the first season of the white lotus with jennifer coolidge in mind he started to play tanya he was just a gay super fan as we all are and so she was finally given the opportunity and the platform to like be who she is and be recognized at the talent that she has yeah, and she she's in so many movies. Um, there's a single all the way on Netflix that you guys should check out. She plays the role of Aunt Sandy. Um, there's also the Watcher that you should check out, uh, where she plays <laughs> the realtor. <laughs> she's out of control in that too. Like she, is, I, I'm very happy to see her at her age, and that's what she talked about. She said, "At my age, she said, gays have saved me." She said, and "I did like the, the the much love that she has for the LGBTQ community. I think is so wonderful." So. Congrats. Which is weird because the gays killed her in the White Lotus. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert! For those who okay. know, I've seen the last episode and I know she died, but I didn't know how. Well, <laughs> we still don't know how she. Well, we still don't. Well, we still don't know how she died, so we will stop the conversation there until Ashley concludes. So yeah, well, let's let it well, rock. We know how she dies. Sure, sure. Ashley, it's your fault that you're not up to date. <laughs> damn, damn. No, Ashley, I, I think you'll watch the last episode and you'll be quite surprised. Uh, yeah, it's good. I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Like it's 
listen, I have been watching it on my own because I was like, you know what? I will take, I will heed y'all's warning and not watch this with my parents, which I'm so thankful I did not. because You should not. A lot, yeah. A lot of awkward sex moments that yeah, yeah. Even, even, yeah. The, even the same sex, I mean, even the, the straight sex moment, the heterosexual, like, those are very awkward and very a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot. So I'm glad. So I've been having to watch it, like, at odd times, or I'm watching it, like, after both of my parents go to bed and then I when I should be sleeping, then I'm like, all right, well let me put on White Lotus. It's like when we were- just watch- you haven't seen any of the memes that have been coming out in the past few days. She's seen it. Yeah, she I've seen a few, but not many. Oh, but yeah. I, I, I got ruined because it actually got ruined before. I think it was an article where they predicted that she would get killed. So I was scrolling and it was like, why they're probably killed Jennifer Coolidge. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. And so I, I it already died. And yeah. then I figured, then I realized, oh, she hadn't. But then actually Trinity the Tuck, I went on Twitter and he's like, Jennifer Coolidge, no. And I was like, okay, well, I guess she does die. So. Well, well, funny, actually, because you were just saying <laughs> you watch it like when you should be asleep. So once again, you're taking another cue from gay men because when we were young, we would be up watching like not even real porn. sex, real 51. sex, girl, real sex or the Kama Sutra, whatever we could watch to get our little things. So it's cute that you're up doing that when your parents are asleep. Well. I am a gay man, so. 100%. So the gays have had another win this week. Uh, Brayden, give us a live report from the White House, please. (laughs) Reporting live from Chelsea in Washington, (laughs) D.C. The Respect for Marriage Act. Yeah. Was signed. Yeah. Signed to deliver by President Joseph R. Biden. Robinette. Robinette. That's my man. Okay, great. Wonderful. Um, no, it's a huge win. It, it, it like codifies gay marriage and not just gay marriage, but marriage equality, no matter if you are an interracial marriage or mm-hmm. gay marriage, straight marriage, whatever. It's just respecting all marriages because it's love is love is love is love. Anywho, yeah. Huge win this week, which is really, really, really important. Unfortunately, this comes off the heels of the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. But, you know, when you when the pendulum swings one way, the pendulum swings the other way. So Very that. Yeah. Well, it's that's why I'm saying, like, it feels like we take one step forward and like three back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and shout out to guests of our podcast, Marty Cummings. They were invited to the White House for this historic event, and I thought it was beautiful. Also, Britta Filter. Britta Filter, I was going to say. So, yeah. you know, we there was so much representation there, and I think that it, 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 it was Shangela so important. was there, too. Shangela. Shangela yeah. and uh, her makeup artist. Um, I cannot take it her Luscious name. Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> because I, she made a post and was just like, I'm just a fat brown boy, queer kid from... Um, not Laredo, Texas, from, yeah. from you know down down, down south. south. Um, <laughs> and she was like, "I never thought that I would ever be at the White House, but here I am in full geesh." Yeah, it, it's just it's just res- really beautiful. To and disrespecting <laughs> a lot of a lot of people got photos with um, the first lady um, and with uh, the the first um, the first gentleman. Yes, yeah, first gentleman and all that. So it was it was it was great. It was really good to see, and it made me feel like. We're heading in some positive direction, and I don't want us to forget the fight that we continue because it's like, listen, 
I'm glad that we got a win, but now we need to find and get on the ground and figure out how we can help women because I don't want that to be over. Because obviously Roe versus Wade was overturned. We need to see now what can we do to protect our women if they want to get an abortion, if they choose to, or if they need to medically to save themselves or the child's life. And like, what can we do? So that needs to be our next step. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that our But I thought that was really and Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to... I mean, we've talked about it on previous episodes about just, like, I don't understand how, like, our creators and our, like, caretakers are just treated like shit. You know what I mean? The people who bring us into this world. The people who bring us into this world are just, like, mm -hmm, (laughs) second-class citizens. It's just... It's wild. (laughs) Yeah. What I thought was really special is the White House was litted in um rainbow yeah it It hadn't been like that in years and usually usually with the democratic president it's only lit that way in june which is pride month Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely So, so now that it was lit that way december just reinforces that pride is 365 days of the year it's not just limited to a month of the year so i thought that was really special yeah i i I love that and i remember when the administration right before president biden you remember when they took off all the stuff about pride and and the lgbtq rights on their website and Mm -hmm. they started like really trying to delete us from history um you know even betsy devos was going you know they were trying to do things in schools to not protect the trans kids and the people who were non-binary and i think that this is one thing i'm really 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 excited for the administration they're all about trying to protect um us which is very important i also think it's great that a lot of cities especially those that are democratic are stepping out and saying look we're not standing for hate anymore you know i don't agree with everything that mayor eric adams have done for new york but i do like that it seems like himself um and governor holchel they are on this path to try to help with mental health in the city they're on this path to also say if you commit a hate crime, this is the this is what you're going to have to face. So I'm I'm happy to see some steps taken, but like Ashley said, I'm kind of waiting to see like what's gonna happen next. Like what's about to happen? Like because right. who's about to do something radical? You know what's 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 next? Can I bring up a topic just real quick before we yeah. go to break? Yeah. Um. So Sam Smith has been in the me- in the news headlines lately. Um. And I just want to know everyone's opinion on like where they stand with Sam Smith. What it what what's in the news? What's happening? Well, basically, like they're just like putting themselves out there and just like kind of letting it all hang out and just like being as queer as they like want to be. What they're getting hate about is like, oh, they've really let themselves go, and he they've gained so much weight, and like you know all that old song and dance well and um so yeah you know people are just like coming out and hating and well the world is listen mm-hmm. what we've learned the world is fat phobic the world is. sure the, the, yeah. the, the, the world is people don't think that and you know we've we had this conversation recently with some friends it's just like people don't like like lizzo for example they're like oh lizzo's annoying sure you can think that but when you ask them and you dig deep of why they think she's annoying they're like she's just always like naked and like big and i'm just like okay so what about megan Thee stallion what about cardi b what about 
any other woman who may not be that size. What, what about Lady Gaga when she had her paces and was going through her stage? You're like, oh, well, that's different. And I think that people are just afraid to say they are fat phobic. I think that Sam Smith, I think my bigger thing with Sam Smith is they are trying to figure out their pronoun situation, kind of like with Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. And I think that it seems like every week they are coming out as something different, which is fine. Listen, everyone is trying to figure it out. But I think that even for people within the LGBTQ community, they're like, what's going on? Like, why is it? Why are there people coming out, um, you know, multiple times? Right. It's like, I don't even know if it's necessarily about like the way he looks. Like I've honestly have always thought, they've just been super cute like chunky or whatever but it's just more of like the fashions for me it's just more of like they're not yeah they're it, not it the, the fashions are not it but listen i definitely want to talk more about this yeah um you know please come back guys get your drinks get your bowls get whatever you need get and a holiday come, treat yes and when we come back we're going to be talking to filmmaker michael j saul and cannot wait to hear some of his thoughts on these hot topics speak soon <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are super excited to have with us filmmaker Michael J. Saul with us. Hello, Michael. He recently created Harry Haynes' new video, One Love. Michael, what's up? Hi, everybody. It's great to see you. It's so good to see you, too. Where are you located right now? We're in New York. What part of the world are you in? I'm in uh, Long Beach, California. Ooh, Ooh, I hear so many good things about Long Beach. Yeah, it's fun. Like what? It's lovely here. That, that it's a lovely city. They've got a great drag scene. Delta Work is out of, oh, really? out of Long Beach. Yes. Yeah. Michael, yep. have you ever met yep. Delta Work? They have a great drag scene. I have not. I've met a lot of uh, the drag queens, but not Delta. I don't think, no, I don't think I've met Delta. Well, maybe there's an opportunity to have her in like the next Harry video. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Jane, uh, uh, Harry's mother, Jane Badler, had Mm -hmm. uh, a few of the queens in some of her videos. So we're all connected there somehow, but it just hasn't landed in my lap yet. Nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about how you know Harry Haynes, how the project of his new video, One Love, came about. What's, uh, What's the skinny on that? Well, let's see. In 20... 14, I cast Harry uh, in my feature film, The Surface, mm-hmm. and he played the lead, lead role in that film and did an amazing job of it. He was such an, uh, an amazing spirit and, uh, and, and very talented actor. And um, after the film wrapped, we remained friends mm-hmm. and um, got to know him pretty well and uh, he started soon after that. He started his music career. He told me he was going to start a music career. And his mother, Jane Battler, is also she's an actress that people might remember from um, the '80s uh, TV show V. And she's also a, a singer and, and a musician and recording artist. And so it was sort of in the family. And 
he uh, told me about this character that he wanted to create called Antiboy. Mm-hmm. And it was really sort of a play on his refusal to be identified by his gender. And he felt that by creating that character, he could create his music, have a lot more freedom in creating his music and art and anything that he wanted to without having to identify as either male or female. So uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was a fan, fantastic idea, uh, and uh, um, he went on, on to record music, etc. And um, and that's sort of how that started. Wow, that's amazing. I I think it's really good, and I love that the message that he wanted to get across and not be in the the constructs of gender. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of switching to you really quickly, can you let us know what made you interested in filmmaking to begin with? It's kind of going back in your life and kind of looking at it. What oh, point wow. did you realize that you wanted to be a filmmaker? Okay, well, hold on. We're going <laughs> way, way back. Now. Yes, yes. <sighs> okay, we're going to... So, yeah. Um, I was always interested in film as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for me, it was a, a way to uh, express myself as a, as a young queer person in Ohio. The 60s and 70s. So, uh, so it was a real way for me to, to, you know, create and tell stories without having to be constrained here again, sort of in the same way by uh, sexual constructs and so and it's to this day it is the most freeing you know way to express myself artistically and i've been a queer filmmaker for uh i mean as a profession and as an artist for you know past 35 40 years so wow was there a moment in your childhood where you decided well obviously that you were queer but what was the moment that you decided oh i should make films based on queer identity because maybe you experienced something growing up that you wanted to project to audiences? Hmm. Well, when I was in my 20s, I moved to San Francisco. And this was so San Francisco in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which was a wild, I was going to ask, I bet that was a And terrifying time. time. <laughs> yeah. It was such a mixed bag of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And, um... But there was an amazing film art scene there, which I became involved with. And these were some of the amazing filmmakers that we still know their names today, you know, from the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. And they were all garage, you know, and that sort of thing. So there weren't even any many film festivals. But out of that sort of grew the San Francisco Gamma Film Festival Frameline mm-hmm. uh, in the future. So... At that time, I started thinking about making films as a as a queer filmmaker and submitting them to film festivals, which is what I did. And that's how I started on my road as a filmmaker. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I think it's so good because, I mean, like you were saying about the terrifying times of um, and wild times of San Francisco back then, you know, I'm sure to get that artistry out there and to and to put that out there it was probably very scary and terrifying for you too. no? It was. And um, I didn't, my subjects didn't really deal with AIDS and that sort of thing mm-hmm. at that time. We didn't really know what we didn't know what impression it was going, you know what the impact was going to be 
But instead, I tried to, which was my, my first short film, which went out and won awards and went to film festivals, was about that. It was my first experience falling in love with a boy as a teenager oh. and consequently my first rejection from that relationship. And so, uh, but I found that that ability to tell that story artistically through film was so freeing and and uh, and wonderful. And and met some other wonderful people through that process. So, yeah, that's amazing. So like you were saying, you know, so, your main, you know, your subjects weren't necessarily about AIDS because, you know, you weren't, you know, no one knew what was going on, you know, officially anyway. Right. Did anyone, you know, close to you was, was like affected or anything like that? Yeah, it was still the Wild West. I mean, we were all just kind of, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, lots of people. Yeah, I mean everything from good friends to people who you met. You know, you had some connection with. You know, and then two weeks. In 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 many interesting, weird ways, kind of like COVID was. Yeah, mm. you know, it's just sort of happened, and we we were just sort of thrown into. You know, you were sort of between. Well, do I go out and party and have a wonderful time, and which was was a great time for that, or do I not? You know, I mean, it was it was very confusing and very frightening, and we didn't really know what to do with it for a long time. Right. Yeah, I was just gonna akin it to COVID when it all you know all that broke, and it was we were terrified to go outside. It was just like I don't even know what to expect now. Everyone's riding the subways, no masks. That's fine. Like it yeah. never happened. Yeah, yeah. COVID is yeah. COVID's wrapping up. Yeah, it was really similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Michael, having experienced like the AIDS epidemic firsthand with you know your close friends and creators that you worked with, how does that impact the creative arts that you're directing and producing today? Well, now it's, um, I'm trying to tell stories about um, individuals, people, their own stories, the things that they go through. Um, the Surface is a really good example. It's about a young man who uh, grows up as an orphan and doesn't really have any family ties or past in his life. And he ends up meeting a man who has uh, caught up in home movies and he sort of adopts these home movies in a way uh, as a life that he never lived and and so he ends up having a relationship with this man but um, but finds that you know living that other life it's not his life but mm. it's uh, it's a way for him to move through, you know, and sort of develop uh, a family of his own, and that's uh, that's really what it's. And a lot of them are about that, about uh, um, creating our families, um, which we've all we, we've all had to do. So, you know. yeah, absolutely. I think we as queer people, gay people, have the like privilege to choose who we want you know to be in our selected family mm -hmm. i'm very blessed yeah. and lucky to have such a 
strong base and support system, you know, especially now around the holidays because oh, it's a stressful time, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any holiday plans, any goals for the new year, Michael? Uh, well, uh, we're having people over and we're still going out and doing things. We're actually planning a trip to New York next week my partner and I uh but uh if the weather holds up anyway and um uh, I'm opening a big show I mean part of what I do uh, outside of my filmmaking is I direct a big uh, a big show for uh full dome planetariums uh called uh, the first one was called mesmerica and the new one is called beatifica and they are these beautiful sort of work with animators all over the world and you go in and it's very relaxing and very great space we hope and so we're opening that show so everything's very very busy but we're uh but we're going to new york to see all of the lights and things that's so exciting family yeah so it should be fun Awesome. So, Michael, who would you want to collaborate with in the future? Do you have like future projects in mind and a, a list of people that you want to work with? Mm, wow, that's a really good question. I have Besides a, a new the feature. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which you know, box ticked. Um, no, I uh, uh, I'm planning a new feature for this coming year called beauty mm-hmm. and that's very exciting and it's i think opening up a lot of opportunities to work with some amazing actors and uh, and collaborators um i'm i'm always looking to work with a new music people uh musicians singers songwriters whatever because music is such an important part of the work that i do um yeah. uh, this i mean this video with harry um, you know, and I don't know if you know the history of uh, Harry Haynes, but we, you know, we lost him in 2022 at the age of, uh, 27. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, so all of his work has been done, uh, after his death, mm-hmm. they, you know, his mother finished up the album and this song in particular, one love is just such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, so so affirming, you know, to go out and be who you are, and and that we should love one another is a very simple things that we still to this day can't seem to sort of get together. Um, so I love working with music and musicians and and that sort of thing. So I'm I'm open. I would well, love to be contacted by some wonderful people. Uh, I mean, there's some. Smith and Ken Pedras, Little Nas X, like just to name a few. I know. And yeah. they're yeah. big waves in the music industry, which is so wonderful to see. And so. doing and doing wonderful thing with film. Their their mm-hmm. uh their music videos and things are just fantastic. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to be at this time. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's about the visuals. I feel like nowadays it's like you have to come hard with something, because I think the visuals and making sure you tell a clear through line of a story. Because people do like seeing for a while back in the day, you know, it was like stories and music videos. You know, you saw the beginning and the end, and then it's just like 
it stopped being that. It was mm-hmm. just like someone in front of a screen just, you know, doing it. And I think bringing those visuals back in mm-hmm. and telling that story is so important. So what do you, what is your process, uh, Michael, when you are crafting a story, when you're working in terms, when you're working with a musical artist to, you know, put that out there? What is your process? Why well, I, I really like knowing from the artist what their intention is with the music mm-hmm. first of all because that's really important but then you have to they've they've already told that story musically and then you have to translate that uh, so i completely understand that like not everybody's aesthetic is different and as you said like rainbows and that's kind of not your thing with all the colors but you know still being able to respect their artistry and understand the story that they're trying to tell i think is very important um so before we let you go i do have one final question if you could give viewers a piece of advice what would it be um well about what specifically about Um, if they want to get into making films and get into filmmaking like what would that advice be where would they start my advice is always get a camera and just start shooting things i mean um if it's if you are interested in the history of film if you're interested in, in deep techniques about film go to school or plenty of colleges and ways to learn that but if you are interested in using the camera as a tool for art the best thing is just go out and start shooting things telling stories um it doesn't matter what it is you're going to learn how to tell that story in your own way and uh it's so important for you to have a voice right now Mm -hmm. uh everybody's voice is so important in our community and in the world in general and as artists and um uh, just go out and do it that's that's what i say yeah i have a follow-up question (laughs) (laughs) michael being that you've been in this industry for a minute how many hours of footage have you shot not like not even knowing that it's been part of a project or been part of a creative process or what have you. How many hours of footage have you shot and how many hours or minutes of that footage have turned into a creative project? <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I can tell you that I can tell you that finished product wise let's see if you consider uh like three features and unknown shorts so i mean hundreds of hours of work that's probably out there wow and then probably millions of hours of stuff (laughs) shot that's either been used or not used and sitting in a in a tub in my garage somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's it's a lot. I've been doing this for a long time. So yeah. That's really amazing. That's I, I'm so glad <laughs> to see you are able to do this, Michael, especially for the community and to continue getting these stories out there. We appreciate you so much for coming on and talking to us here at Pride the Podcast. Oh, thank you. Come back anytime and come sit at the table and do like hot, hot topics with us and like let's really talk about it. Like talk about everything anytime. going on in the world. So before we let anytime. you go, let our listeners know where they can find you on social media and where they can find any of your projects online that they can check out. Uh, let's see. Um my oh let's see uh i was not prepared with this um 
hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Uh, Facebook is um, Facebook, Facebook.com, Michael.Saul. And uh, I am also on Instagram, which is Michael Saul Film on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds good. And I post a lot of things there. So, And then my, my website, which is probably the best place to find news, and you can also see and rent my films from there, is michaelsaul.com. Very easy. So, And for our listeners awesome. out there, be sure to check out the one long video of Harry Haynes that Michael created and directed. Yes, it's on YouTube. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you. We look forward to Thank speaking you. again pleasure. soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime. Have fun anytime. in New Have fun Bye. in New York. Yes. Have fun hey. when you get here. Yes. I will. I will. Bring a coat. It's getting cold. Yes. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Talk soon. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. 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 Welcome back, everyone. Hi. That was so amazing speaking with Michael. Like, he is such a visionary, and I'm so glad that he was able to talk to us about his process um, and his directing, and I can't wait to see what's coming from him next. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, before we left with Michael, we were talking about, you know, Sam Smith and what's happening online. There's a lot of bullying going on. Obviously, I think that people really need to take a step back. Um, you know, we've seen suicide rates go up very high. This week we saw the loss of Stephen Twitch Boss. Um, he was an amazing, amazing dancer. I haven't seen one person say an awful thing about him online. Um, a couple of weeks ago we saw the loss of Jason David Frank, who played Tommy. Um, so just kind of opening the floor to you guys. Um, what do you think about these recent rises and, and, and suicide? I know, actually, you and I were talking in the green room about um, it being very high in men of color and, and what have you. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's happening. I think, you know, honestly, starting with the pandemic, it made everybody really get in tune with their feelings. I mean, we were to ourselves for so long. And so I think people that are depressed or whatever the case may be, everything has just got intensified. And unfortunately, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it just sucks. I don't know what, what is happening. I just feel like everybody's stressed and I feel like we've been stressed for like three years now. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what the answer is because there is a lot of mental health resources out there. And I know that Twitch had had a loving family around him. So I'm sure he was seeking some kind of help. But, you know, I I was watching a TikTok and um, this girl that I follow, her father actually committed suicide mm -hmm. earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And they, she addressed people being like, leave your family and during the holidays and all that. And she was just like, you're your brain is an organ just like everything else and right. it can get sick and use decisions and she was like imagine your arm is on fire she's like it doesn't matter what's going on in your life or who's in your life all your focus is going to be is to put out that arm yeah. so she was like that's what uh who commit suicide a lot of times their mental health is like that where it's just like all they can focus on is the pain that they're going through yeah and 
that results into, you know, people leaving their families and they seem so happy and they have everything. But, you know, once your mental health has declined to a certain point, it's just like they feel like they have no way out. Right. It's we've oh. dug a hole. Now we're stuck there. Yeah. It's, I mean, Brayden, for you, for someone who, you know, you work in the PR world, you know, you see people that they're on when they're on. And then, you know, as soon as the camera stop rolling and they're doing interviews, they're like, ah, OK, I'm done with that. So what do you think in terms of people? Because a lot of people have been coming out, especially about Twister. Like he was always smiling. He was always laughing. We don't understand why nothing was wrong. What do you think about people having a persona online or in the professional world and then like dealing with it internally? I mean, from a PR perspective, we always, like, teach and media train people to be the positive and be be on, per se. Um, But, I mean, I'm just speaking personally. Like, I have struggled with suicidal thought. School killed himself yeah um and my brother also has a suicidal tendency. oh it's it's a really big thing and i know it's really hard these days coming out of the pandemic when everyone like ashley you were saying like we all like don't know like what we're doing who we are all of this stuff but um it's more common than then people really think to have suicidal thoughts. So it's unfortunate and it's terrible that Twitch has done this, but it's, it's reality, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that I think people can do is to talk about if they are depressed, if they are having thoughts, if they are having any of these things that's Mm -hmm. tumultuous in their lives like the best thing to do is to talk about it because that may end up saving a life if you just mention that you are going through something Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um there's definitely a lot of resources out there I mean, Adam, from you, you know, you and I, you know, coming and I'm Ashley as well, you know, coming from families who didn't want to talk about feelings and, and, and to do that, especially being of color. Did you feel any time when you were growing up that like, oh, you know, I can't talk about my feelings with my family or I can't say certain things based off of how they may perceive it or I need to keep these feelings to myself? Um, no, I was always very open with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there was ever a moment where I felt like, well, except, you know, obviously, you know, before it came out. Right. But other topics, no, it was always just like, yeah, I just told mom everything. Yeah. So I was very, like, lucky when it came to things like that. Yeah. Have any of you guys experienced someone in your family or your friends that, like, ever dealt with suicidal thoughts or that? Oh, 100%. Dude. Yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. My uh, cousin's yeah. husband committed suicide. Yeah. Um, way back in the day. Um, yeah. He hung himself, actually. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. There were a lot of people in my It was all because of money. Mon- money. I was actually wow. about to bring that up, Adam. Um, I had, you know... 
a friend of mine, her daughter, like was was cutting herself, and and you know, I think we live in an age, personally, right now, where we're seeing such a hike in it due to like social media, um, in my opinion, and you know, especially when it comes to children. Now, obviously, we're talking about older people when it comes. And Twitch was in his forties, and you know, Jason David Frank was also older, and I think that. Those are, you know, obviously it, it has no age. It has no age limit, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I think that um, we're, we're just seeing it across the board with people just taking their lives. But I still believe even with the older people, there's such a, a, a hit on social media because everyone gets an opinion on their, on your life, whether you're a celebrity, whether you're not a celebrity, everyone gets an opinion. And, you know, that's why I was talking in last week's podcast about Brittany Griner. I'm really glad that she's here and she's getting therapy and she's getting help because I can't imagine, that, uh, you know, something that they spoke about on The View the other day is she's a very tall woman. And she was in a very small cell. They treated her like an animal. And I cannot imagine, you know, everyone talks about claustrophobia and like being in tight spaces. I can't imagine how she felt for so long being that tall in that small of space and, and being treated to, I'm sure, conditions that were not good. Um, so I, I, I think it's very important, you know, therapy, therapy is a really big deal. Um, and for people out there who are having those thoughts, you know, there is a number to call. 988 is the number. If you are having thoughts, there's someone there to help you. Uh, something I want to speak about to the black man out there really quickly, uh, Anthony Maurice, who is the son of Shirley Ralph. He created something called Walk Good L.A., uh, you can definitely follow them on Instagram, their community. It is a family bringing people together from all walks of life to fight for racial, racial equity and heal in solidarity through the arts, health, and wellness. So, you know, like Ashley and I were talking about, it's, we've definitely seen this climb in African-American men because that's something we were told not to really talk about. So if you guys can go and follow that, um, and, it, and it's for everyone. You know, it really is for everyone, but it's Walk Good LA. That's W-A-L-K-G-O-O-D-L-A on Instagram. Also, shout out to the Trevor Project. If you are a member of the LGBTQIA plus community and you have any inklings and concerns of your life and considering suicidal thoughts, please reach out to them. They're a great resource. Yeah. Thank you, Brayden. Yeah. And yeah, Pride Podcast is always here. You know, we're not licensed therapists at all, but you know, know that you're not alone in this world and there are people that are here for you. Okay, so maybe let's end on a high note. Yes, little, end on a high note. Our, <laughs> this is our last podcast of the year? No. No, no, yes. it's not. But it is right before. Okay, cool, no, cool, no, no, cool. but it is our podcast right before Christmas. So. Everyone, before we go, really quickly, what is one thing that you want for Christmas this year? A million dollars. A billion dollars. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe Santa will give that to you. Ashley, what you want? Good health. Ah, yes. Good That's health. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Adam, what do you want? Um, Just peace. Like a peace of mind, peace of body. Like I just want everything to be peaceful. No stress. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I want more security. Amen. I want more security. Um, not just financial security, but security within myself. Um, and, and getting back to the core of who I know Darrell is. And I'm excited to start that journey um, in 2023. Amen. 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 So, guys, 
Yes, Adam. No, I was just going to, yeah, let's take it yes, on yes. out. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Pride the Podcast. We love you. Please, you know, make sure you get your list into Santa because he's going to be working overtime. Miss Claus ain't got time for it. You can find me on social media at I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram, Darrell Anthony on Twitter, and I guess Darrell Anthony on Facebook if you want to. And also remember to follow us at Pride the Podcast on all social media. You can find me, Adam Andrew Rios, at Box Wine Poppy with a zero on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. My Twitter is not safe for work. At all. At oil. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> and you can follow me, Ashley, at Ashley Aaron N on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all of those. And you can follow me at Mr. Braden Bradley on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.